Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradeya Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Mo'inen Umenachesh, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Beis. We dedicate the learning today for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Idis Bas Miriam Vreindel, Yaakov Yehoshua Ben Vreindel Rechel, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Tuvi Yitzvi Ben Chayaliza, Hillel Ben Brocha Nechama, Dovid Lei Ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Shira Dvoira Bas Miriam, Jonas Ben Hilda, Moshe Dovid Eliol Ben Risha, Yehuda Ben Soramaya, Chaim Ben Rachel, Shlomo Nisim ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Hindachasa bas Chana, Nisim ben Rivka, Simcha Sora bas Ahuva, Yehudis Ruchoma bas Chavarus, Miriam Sora Ilana, Ilana bas Yehudis Dvoira, Yuspahendel bas Gitleya, Vigilana bas Yuspendel, Sorocho bas Yuspendel, Meir ben Frida, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, and we dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas, Shifra Bas Yisroel Doiv, whose yard site is on the 10th of Kislev. Today, paragraph Beis, we're talking about Hilchis Mo'enenu Menachesh, the laws <coughs> prohibiting sorcery, those types of things. V'zeh she'kosov eitzel isur she'loi libroish b'mechash ve'mo'enenim, Rav Nosan Zal says, now we can understand why right near where the Torah tells us we're not allowed to do these things, it mentions that we should be tonim with Hashem Eloikim. There's a reason why the Torah mentions those two names of Hashem specifically, because the Zohar HaKadosh tells us that these two names of Hashem, when they're combined like this, Hashem Aleikim represents a certain Shleimus, Bechinas Almadosi, and it represents Olam Haba. Rabbi Nizal refers to this in the beginning of Torah Nun Dalet in Likut Yamran. Very speaks about the Posik in Borchinavshi, Hashem Aleikai, Gudaltamoid. And he quotes, he quotes the Zoyar Kodesh, which says, Hashem Aleikai, that's Shemole, that's Olam Haba. It's brought that those two names of Hashem, Yud Kevav Kim, together are Bigimatri 112, which is Yaboik, Yud Beis Kuf, which is Yichud Bracha Kedusha. It's the union of Bracha and Kedusha, which is Shabbos. About Shabbos, the Pesach says, Vayevorech Elikim Hashem Ashvi, Vayekadesh Bracha and Kedusha. And we know that Shabbos is called Mein Adam Haba. So Rav Nosan Zal says now, note where it talks about Yidin avoiding Ma'inen or Manachesh, there it mentions that the opposite of that is Tomim Tia im Hashem Aleikecho, Bechinas Almadosi, Sho'oz Yihiyah Hashem Echod Echod. That's when Hashem and His name will be one. Bechinas Hashem Hu Hu Elikim that these two, in this world, it seems like two different things, the Midas HaChesed and the Midas HaGvura, in the future, it's going to be one. 
Bechinas Kuloi Toiv. As the Gemara says, in the future, it'll be all good. Nowadays, when something good happens, we make the bracha toiv ametiv. When something that we perceive to be no good happens, we make the bracha dayanemis. In the future, bayoyim hahu, it's going to be all echod. Like the Gemara says in Psochem, v'kamuva b'divar Rabbeinazal b'kama mekoymois. And as Rabbeinazal refers to this in several different places, especially in the beginning of Torah Dalid, Ki oz yizbatel ha-teva, because then in the future there will be no, no more teva. And remember, we said the word ha-teva, the Arizal says, is bigimatria elikim. Elik, there will not be a separate entity elikim, teva. But rather, the entire world, the entire creation will operate purely on Hashem's hashgocha. When we talk about this hashgacha of Hashem, that's referred to as pure goodness, pure chesed. As the Pesach says, in the future, the world will be built on chesed. Because the term hateva, nature, is the hiddenness of the hashgacha. When we don't see the hashgacha in an obvious way, bechinas din, that's usually the aspect of Hashem's midas hadin, bechinas eloikim begematria hateva kamuva, as is brought in Sifrei Kabbalah, that Hashem's name eloikim is begematria hateva. Ki be'emes gam hateva hu misnaheg alidei hashgachosis borach. Now, Rav Nosanzal clarifies for us again that these are not two different things. In reality, the Teva also is under the Hashgocha of Hashem. It's just that when Hashem allows the world to operate according to Teva, the Hashgocha is hidden. Whereas when the Hashgach of Hashem is made more obvious, when it's revealed, then it, it appears in a form that's all good, all kindness. This is the concept of the new world of the future. Because then everything will operate only on hashgacha, on revealed hashgacha. Then it'll be clear that Hashem is all oneness. Then it'll be clear that even what we perceived previously as teva, as nature, was also really hashgacha. Because Hashem and His name are one. The term name here refers to Elikim. Bechinas Hashem hu Elikim. Hashem, Hashem's name Yudke Vavke, hu Bechinas Hashgocha. That's the name of Hashem that represents the obvious, clear supervision of Hashem. Bechinas Chesed. Whereas Elikim, Hashem's name Elikim, Bechinas Din. That represents the Midas Adin the harshness, the judgment of Hashem, bechinas hateva, what's referred to as nature, ulo osid yizgala ki Hashem hu alikim. 
in the future it's going to become clear to everyone that this is really all one, that Hashem and Elikim are one, ki kuloi toiv, kuloi echod, Hashem is all good, all oneness, ki gama hateva tia nechleles bahashkocha, because in the future the teva also will clearly be part of the hashkocha, ki kuloi chad, because it's all really one. So in this paragraph, Rav Zal told us that this concept, that we, the Jewish people, Hashem wants us to be connected to Hashem Alekim. Hashem wants us to be connected to Olam Haba, to this oneness. Now Rav Zal continues to explain this. And we, the holy Jewish nation, are commanded by Hashem not to wait for the future. But even now, while we're living in this world, in the current state, Hashem wants us to attach our mind to the future world. This is the term that the Zohar Kodesh uses that Rabbi Nezal mentions in the beginning of chapter 54 on Likutim Ran. Hashem wants us to draw this concept of Olam Haba, this concept of pure Hashgacha into this world, currently. This is our main focus in serving Hashem to bring Olam Haba into this world, to bring Shabbos into the six days of the week. So that this world, this physical materialistic world, should also plug into and become part of the future world. That it should be all oneness. And therefore the Torah instructs us, commands us, not to search, not to search in the signs of the zodiac and these sorcerers and these fortune tellers, to search there for, for our guidance. But rather to believe in Hashem. And by showing pure faith in Hashem, will be zeichet to draw upon ourselves the pure hashgoch of Hashem, bechinas almadasi, that light of the future world. Vezeh bechinas tomim tihiyeh im Hashem alikecha. And this is what, what the Torah means when it says we should be whole, complete with Hashem. Shekosuv achar azhorois lo yibachamoyinu nomachesh which that Pesach is written right after it says that we should not follow these sorcerers, these fortune-tellers. Im Hashem HaMekecha Daika. Rav says, note, the Pesach there stresses we should be with Hashem HaLikim. Bechinas Hashem Hu HaLikim, Bechinas Almadasi, meaning we should always be in this state of Olam Haba, of Hashem HaLikim. Hashem wants us while we're living in this world to connect to Olam Haba, Bechinas Hashgocha, Bechinas Hashem Uwalekim, Bechinas Kulay Toiv, Bechinas Bitul Hateva. Ki Hateva, Shehu Bechinas Alekim, Nichlal Bebechinas Hashem. Because the truth is, this concept of Teva nature, which is referred to by Hashem's name Alekim, 
is actually part of Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, Bechinas Hashgacha, Ki Kulo Yechod, Kulo Toiv, because Hashem is all oneness, all goodness. We mentioned in the past, we'll re- repeat it for now, that the Tikkun Zoyar shows that Hashem's name Elohim is included in Hashem's name Yud Kevavke, because Hashem's name Yud Kevavke is Bigimatria 26. The number 26 in Hebrew is Chaf Vav. The way we pronounce that, Chaf, we pronounce it as if it were written a Chaf and a Pei. Vav, we pronounce it as if it were a Vav with a Kametz under it and another Vav. So if you look at the filled out portion, you have Chaf Vav, the filling out of the Chaf is a Pei, the filling out of the Vav is another Vav. Pei Vav is Bigimatria Elikim. Pei Vav, so that Elikim is inside Yud Kevavke. The Milui of Yud Kevavke is Elikim. And the word Milui, Mem Yud Lamed Vav, is Bigimatria Elikim. Showing that that's the filling out, that's the filled in portion, the, the part that we don't see of Yud Kevavke. The word Kinui. Kinoi also means nickname. Chaf Yud Nun Vav. The word Kinoi, which means nickname, is also Bigimatria Elikim. That this is a nickname of Hashem. It's not the real, the real name. The Shem Ho'etzem is Yud Kevavke. And in Yud Kevavke is included Elikim. Now Rav Nosanzal focuses on the word Tomim. Vezeh Bechinas Tomim. And now we understand why the Torah uses that word, Tomim. Tomim means complete, whole. And, and again, that term is used right after these halachas of Mo'inen and Menachesh. Because when we speak about Tmimus, Tmimus means wholesomeness. Tmimus means sincerity, a pure sincerity in a person's relationship with Hashem, Rav Nosanzal says this is the real tmimus and this is the real wholesomeness, shleimus, completeness. She'ein boy shum chisoroin, where there's nothing lacking. Ki kol ha-chesroinois v'hadinim heim bebechinas ha-teva, din. Because all of the lackings that a person experiences in this world, a person's lacking in good health, lacking in parnasa, all the different chesroinus, and any aspect of midas hadin is included in this term hateva, which draws from din, mebechinas elikim, it draws from Hashem's name elikim. Avel bebechinas hashgocha, bechinas almedosi, but when we connect to Hashem's name yud kevavke, when we connect to that pure hashgach of Hashem, when we connect to Olam Haba, ein shum chisorin v'din klal. There, there is nothing lacking. Ki There it's complete, complete goodness. V'zeh shenizkar Eretz Yisroel eitzelaz horazu. And this will also explain why the Torah speaks about the Jewish people being in Eretz Yisroel right next to this warning of not going after these fortune tellers, these sorcerers. V'tolo kvishas Eretz Yisroel And the Torah makes 
our conquering Eretz Yisrael dependent on this mitzvah, that we should not follow these stargazers, etc. As the Torah elaborates there, because these nations that were in Eretz Yisrael before us, these seven nations which we want to conquer, they follow these fortune tellers, these sorcerers. They listen to them. Whereas you, the Jewish people, you are not like that. Because the truth is, one of the important things that allows us, the Jewish people, to conquer Eretz Yisrael is by us staying far away from these kind of things, stargazers, fortune tellers, sorcerers, because by us staying away from this tumor, this filth of these types of things, but rather we show pure, simple faith in Hashem. We don't want to try to figure out the future using these types of means. Through this, will be zoichet to that new world of the future, Shehu Bechinas Eretz Yisrael, which Rabbein Zal in chapter 8, in the second half of the Imran, which this halacha is based on, Rabbein Zal says that in the future, the entire world will be like Eretz Yisrael. Ki iker Eretz Yisrael hu'alidei koyach ma'asov, because as we mentioned in the previous year, our claim to fame regarding Eretz Yisrael our connection to Eretz Yisrael is based on the fact that Hashem said in the first Pesach in the Torah, I created heaven and earth. I'm the boss. I own everything. And if I allow Goyim to live there for a certain period of time, that doesn't mean they own Eretz Yisrael. Whenever I decide, whenever Hashem decides to remove them and to replace them with Klal Yisrael, He can do that. It's based on our faith that we believe that Hashem created everything with His will. And this is why the Pasuk says again over there in Chumash Dvorim, where it speaks about the Me'oinen and Menachem, Ki beglal it's because of their disgusting behavior. Because the Goyim do follow this, they do practice sorcery and, and these other types of things. It's because of that that Hashem is, is removing them from Eretz Yisrael from, and, and allowing us to, to take over Eretz Yisrael. Because as a result of the Goyim, following and studying these types of things, sorcery and magic, and these types of things which the Torah refers to as toyeva, disgusting. They don't have pure faith in Hashem. That's what causes them to be chased out of Eretz Yisrael. Because the only way a person is zoichet to Eretz Yisrael is through emuna. The Pesach says, Shchon Eretz Urei Emuna. And that's why the Pesach says also near this warning, 
Novi Okim Lecho. Hashem says, I will establish for you a true prophet. Because all of this is dependent on us having proper leaders, true prophets. Because again, in Torah Ches and Likutimran Tanina, which this halach is based on, Rabbein Azal explains over there that through Nevua, when the Nevua is in the proper place, this enables Klal Yisrael to be zeichet to a birur hamedame and was zeichet to real emuna, the lifroish and to refrain to stay away from the tuma of the snake, shuhu bechinas menachashim umoyinim, and that's where these sorcerers and stargazers, that's where they're drawing their power from. It's called nichush. They they draw from the nachash. Any questions? An important question in the chat. What really is happening when a person merits the, this direct hashkoch of Hashem? Do they actually no longer lack anything, objectively, that it's clear to anyone that they're not lacking anything? Or is it that they no longer perceive their circumstances as lacking? And the answer is, it could be either one of these. Sometimes it'll manifest itself in a manner that the person sees that there's nothing, nothing lacking, that anything that was lacking before is filled in, they're given extra parnasa, the illness is cured or whatever it is, and sometimes it's a matter of a level of das, it's a level of seichel, of a realization that I'm not lacking anything. There's the famous story of a person, a certain wealthy person who came to one of the great tzaddikim, and he described that he has tremendous problems and everything, mamish suffering, all kinds of different things. And the tzaddik told him to go visit a doctor Zusha. And this doctor will be able to cure him and heal him. And he told him to go to the city of Anapoli. <coughs> and he goes to Anapoli and he asks, is there a doctor Zusha here? They tell him there's no doctor Zusha, there's a Reb, Reb Zusha, no doctor Zusha. And he's wondering, the Rebbe told me, doctors, or maybe, who knows, maybe they call him Rebzu. He goes and he sees this Rebzusha living in a hut, living in the most meager, the most simple, uh, in terms of materialism, person who has nothing, shebe nothing, shebe nothing. And he comes into this Rebbe Rebzusha and he tells him that I went to see this great Sadik, the Mizrachimagid, or whoever it was, and I told him all of my problems. I told him the whole long list. And he told me to come to you and you'll be able to solve my problems. Reb Zusha said, I, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't have any problems. I never experienced a problem in my life. So I, I, I don't know why he sent you to me. And this person understood. He got the message. He understood why, why he's Dr. Zusha. That by looking at how this person lived, so simple, so, so simple. And yet he was happier and more fulfilled than the wealthiest, richest people in the world who have everything, he understood that this is his refuah, to, to be zeichet to a level of das, where a person knows what's important in life, that what's important in life is faith in Hashem. That's what's important in life. It's incredible. Today, tonight is the art site of my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld. <clears throat> and I was thinking about what to speak about and once again, Rav Nosson this, this is what this is the thought that came to mind, that we, we were zeichet to witness a person, to see a person 
who lived more simple than simple, a person who didn't have 12 suits, 12 different suits. He lived in, in a house, in an apartment that most people would, would consider impossible, a one-bedroom apartment for a family with four children, four children, two parents, one bedroom. And, and other, other aspects of, his, of incredible simplicity, and yet anyone who got to know him was able to see that this person is whole. This person is complete tomim. The word tomim meaning complete whole. He's not lacking anything whatsoever. He's always besimcha, and not just simcha, but he's able, he's exuding, he's able to transmit. He's so full of simcha, he's able to infuse anyone that comes close to him. He's able to enlighten them, to give them a level of das and emuna as to how we could be besimcha, no matter what we, what we think we're lacking. Paragraph Gimel, Nimza. So we conclude based on everything we've said so far. Sheikar Isur Shal Menachashim Omoinenim Ukiyotzei Hukedei Lifroish Mizua Masanochash. That when the Torah tells us these laws of staying away from these types of things, what it's really all about is staying far away from the tumor of the original snake. Ulaham Shecholeinu Hashgachasa Yisborach. And instead, to draw upon ourselves the direct, clear, obvious supervision of Hashem, bechinas almadosi, the concept of oilam, what's going to be in, in the future world, al through by through pure, holy emuna. Now, Rav Zal says, based on this will be able to understand the custom that religious people follow, which is mentioned in Yeridea, chapter 179, where it speaks about these laws. It says, There's a custom among religious Jews that they don't start something new on a Monday or a Wednesday, but rather preferably on a Tuesday, Yom Shlishi, Rav Nosanzal says, but on, this seems to be a question here. Isn't this like the Mo'inanim, who say that there are certain times that are good and there are certain times that are no good? Rav Nosanzal says, however, we can explain and show how this minhog is okay. Ki it's the exact opposite. You think that this is similar to Ma'inim? This is the opposite of Ma'inim. By following this custom, we're showing that we don't want our lives to be defined by Teva, by the signs of the zodiac, by the months that... But rather... <coughs> We want to conduct our lives based on, purely on the hashkoch of Hashem. Ki b'sheni hoya havdala. Because the Torah tells us that on, on the second day of creation, on Monday, was when Hashem made the separation between light and darkness. V'havdala hu b'chinas oilam hazeh. And separation is a concept of this world. This world is a concept of, of separate. 
Sheboi soid havdola bein toiv l'ra. That's this concept of a separation between good and bad. Avla osid lo yebechinas havdola. In the future, in Olam Haba, there will not be this concept of separation. Then there'll be all, only good, no ra at all. And that's why we don't start a new, a major new venture on a Monday. To show that we don't want our lives to be conducted based on this world. Shehu bechinas yom sheni, which is like Monday. Shehu soid havdola, which is the concept of separation. Vialkein loynemar kitoiv basheni, and that's why it doesn't say the words kitoiv. By certain days of creation, it says vayara lekimes kol asherosa vehine toiv. It's good, and on another day it says vehine toiv moiv. On the second day of creation, it doesn't say kitoiv. Because, because it's not this concept of this pure toiv. And this also explains why we don't start a major new venture on a Wednesday, Yom Revi. Because on, on Wednesday, on the fourth day of creation, is when Hashem said that the lanterns, the sun and the moon, should be placed in heaven. But it uses the word ma'oyrois, it spells the word ma'oyrois without a vav. The word ma'oyrois is choser, it's lacking, it's not full. <coughs> because that's when the moon went and complained to Hashem that you can't have two, two leaders that are equal. Originally, Hashem created Shnei Ma'oiroi Sagdoilin, two large lanterns. The sun and the moon were originally equal. And then it says that Hashem lowered, Hashem lessened the moon. Venismato, the moon was shrunken, it was, it was lowered. Umiut Hayoreach Zebechinas Hanhogas Oilam Hazeb. The shrinking of the moon, the moon becoming smaller. That represents how things are in this world, currently. Bechinas hateva, the concept of nature. Bechinas din, the concept of judgment. Whereby the real hashgocha of Hashem and the real kindness of Hashem is hidden. And that's what caused the light of the moon to become shrunken, and the moon is not shining in its original brightness. Whereas Ulaosid in the future, Sha'oz Yizbatel Hateva, then nature will be eliminated completely. Vaoz Yuchlal Hateva Bahashkocha, and then the Teva will clearly be part of Hashgocha. They'll be all oneness, all goodness. We're told then the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun. Like that light which shone in the world in the beginning of creation. Because the, the, what's lacking in the moon will be filled in. There'll be nothing lacking anymore. 
כי עוז יסגר ההשגחו סוי וחסדה יספורה. That's when the hashgacha of Hashem and the kindness of Hashem will be revealed. There'll be all oneness. Bechinas Hashem hu hu elikim. Shezeu bechinas oyer halavona korachama. When Yud Kevavke and Elikim will be one, which is this concept of the light of the moon becoming equal to the light of the sun. Kayodua, as is known throughout Sifrei Kabol and Sifrei Hasidus. And that's why we don't start a new major venture on a Wednesday. Where the Torah tells us that on that day, the Ma'oyrois, the light, is lacking. The, the deficiency of the moon, the defect of the moon. That's the concept of how this materialistic world is operating today, where, where Teva is, seems to be controlling the world. Because we want to conduct ourselves not according to Teva, but rather according to Ashgocha, which is the future world. That's when the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun. Rav Nelson Zal writes, what we've written in this paragraph now, we've written to, in order to justify this minhog, to show that they're not going against the Torah. This is not mamish moining. However, the truth is, it's better if a Jew ignores this completely, doesn't focus on this Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday issue whatsoever. As the Ramban writes, which the Beis Yosef quotes over there in chapter 179, that Hasidim, really righteous people, don't follow this minhag, but rather they go with Hashem, purely emun and Hashem, they don't say that this day is better and this day is less better. That they don't go by. Any questions, please? Good morning, Rav Nelson. Yes, good morning. Uh, please, clar- can Rav Nelson clarify this, the, the Havdalah on Monday piece? How did, how did that, I don't understand what Havdalah has to do exactly with Monday. Okay. The answer is, if we look in the beginning of Bereshis, on the second day of creation, this is where I, I made a mistake, actually. I want to correct this now. I said earlier that that was the separation between light and darkness. That did not take place on that took place uh, that did not take, that took place on the first day. On the second day of creation, it says Yehi Rokia That's when Hashem created the sky, which separated between the upper waters and the lower waters. And it says, Hashem gave the command, and then it says, Hashem actually created the Rokia, and he made a separation, from the water that was below Rokia and the water above the Rokia. And that was the second day of creation. Because I, I reminded myself, I remember many years ago giving a shear on this topic. The question is, though, on the first day of creation, it also says, Vayavdel. 
It says, Hashem said, let there be light, and there was light. And it says, Hashem saw the light that it was good, and Hashem separated between light and darkness. So we see the, on Sunday also there was Vayavdel. The answer is that on the first day of creation, it was a separation between light and darkness. That's a healthy separation. That's a kosher separation. That's the separation between the Jewish people and the non-Jews. That we're not supposed to be one. We're supposed to be separate, apart. The separation between light and darkness, good and bad, Jew and non-Jew, Shabbos and weekday, is a healthy separation. When the separation is within one item, within, within the Jewish nation, when there's Havdolah, that's where there's a problem. That's where the Havdalah is not a healthy one. It's, it's not a positive sign. So Rav Zal explained, again, the Shulchan Aruch there quotes this minog, that, that Monday is when, this, when there was a Havdalah beimayim lomoyim, which is not a good Havdalah. And that's why Monday is looked upon as not a good opportun, not a good time, not an opportune time. Thank you very much. Sure. Okay. Continue. And this explains also why we, the Jewish people, all of our holidays and everything is based on the moon. Because we are trying, we are working to try to draw into this world the light of Olam Haba. We are trying to fill in the chisoran in the levana. Bechinas Hashem Hu Elikim. We're trying to connect to that super high level of Hashem and Elikim being one. Bechinas Oyer Halavana Kar Hachama. We want to try to restore the light of the moon to become like the light of the sun. V'alkein Anu Oisin Ikrim in Halavana, and therefore we focus especially on the moon. Because this is one of the main goals in all of our mitzvahs, everything we're doing in this world, to fill in the deficiency in the moon. And this is the reason why we sanctify the moon. We have Birkas HaChodesh on Shabbos, and we have Kiddush HaChodesh, and, and, and we celebrate Rosh Chodesh, Ve'ikar Kiddush HaChodesh, Hu Lemalois Pegimas Halavano Kayadua. And the main concept behind these mitzvahs, especially this Kiddush HaChodesh, the special, what we call Kiddush Lavano, is in order to fill in the, what's lacking in the moon. Ki Onomam Shichim HaKiddusha Me'almadasi, we're trying to draw the holiness from the future world. That's when we're told that the light of the moon will be equal to the light of the sun. We're trying to draw that. We're trying to experience that to a degree, even in this world. We're sanctifying the, the month in order to fill in that deficiency in the moon. V'alkein nikra roish chodesh. 
And that's why it's also called Roish Chodesh, Bechinas Chidu Sha'olam, similar to the term Chidu Sha'olam, that, that these, all the Sforim use to describe Olam Haba, that then there's going to be a new world. Sha'oz Yismali Pegimosa, that's when the Pegima Salavan will be filled in. Vayidei Kedushas Roish Chodesh, and by us, Performing the mitzvahs of Rishchodesh and, and declaring Rishchodesh holy, we're drawing that concept of Chidesh Oilam into the present. And that's why it's called Rishchodesh regarding connecting to this Chidesh Oilam, to this new world. Like Rosh Hashanah means the beginning of the year, a new beginning, the beginning of the year. Rosh, the top, the top means the beginning. And this is why the Rashi Kodesh points out in, in the beginning of Bereshis that all of our holidays are defined by the moon. Pesach is the 14th of the month, or the 15th, Erev Pesach is the 15th of the month. And Sukkot and all the different Yomim Toivim, Ki Kol Hayomim Toivim Heim Zecher Liyitzias Mitzrayim, because these major holidays are all to remind us of of the miracles of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Sheosay Imanu Oisay Noy Sheosay where Hashem performed miracles for us at that time. He overrode nature. Nimtza. So what we from this, the fact that these these yamim toivim are all celebrating miracles. Miracle means that there was a revelation of Hashem's hashgacha, bitul hateva. Hashem nullified; he negated the teva. Bechinas al This was an aspect of the future world. Vialkein heimnimnim lalavana. And that's why these holidays are based on the moon, on the lunar year. Because the fact that we follow the moon, we count according to the moon, is to show that we believe that even though right now the moon appears deficient, we believe that the moon, that deficiency is going to be filled in. The light of the moon is going to become like the light of the sun. And by us counting based on the moon, and by us sanctifying the moon, and our holidays are based on the moon, that's how we are playing an active role in filling in this deficiency in the moon. Because these holidays are hinting to the filling in of the pigagam, of the moon. Because these holidays are commemorating miracles that took place. Miracle is Oilam Haba, Bitlateva. That's what a miracle is. It's interesting to note, uh, I once heard in a shir from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, he asked, why is it that what, 
when we talk about a miracle, the miracle of Hashem splitting the Red Sea, or other miracles, it seems to give us the impression that, wow, Hashem did this major, major thing. The question is, what's so major? Is it any more difficult for Hashem to make the sea operate like a 12-lane highway or have the sea operate the way it functions today? Is it harder for Hashem to, to do? So what's, what's the chiddush in a miracle? And the answer is, miracle does not mean that it was more difficult, or the miracle of Hanukkah, that a small group of people were able to defeat a much larger group. Is it, harder, is it hard for Hashem to... The answer is, it's not a matter of difficulty. It's a matter of the chesed, the midas ha-chesed, overcoming the midas hadin. That's what it's all about. The midas hadin is Elohim. That's teva. That's nature. It's natural for the sea to flow in this way. It's natural for the bigger guy to be able to beat up the little guy. And when Hashem changes the nature, overrides the nature, that's the concept of a miracle. We find that the, the Gemara tells us that in the, in the tefillah of Ashrei, we have a pasuk for every single letter of the Aleph Beis, except one, except the letter Nun. For the letter Nun, there's no pasuk. <coughs> it says, Malchuscha, Malchus That's the pasuk for Mem. And then it goes to Soimei Hashem It goes to Samach. There's no pasuk that begins with the letter Nun. So the Gemara asks, why? And the Gemara answers because the letter Nun represents Nefila, falling. And, and therefore, we don't, want, we don't want to put light on the term Nefila. But the Gemara says, but still, Dovar HaMelech included the Nun in the Samach. The next Pasuk, Soimech Hashem Lechol HaNoiflem. Hashem gives support to all those who are fallen. That Soimech, Soimech is the letter Samach. Soimech Lechol HaNoiflem. To give support to those who are in a fallen state, that's the word Nes, a miracle. A Nes is the Nun, the nun, which represents nefila, being supported by the samach, that the samach is overpowering the nun, that Hashem is using the midas hachesed to override the midas hadin. Question in the chat that we mentioned earlier, that the, the separation between water and water represents a, 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 a separation among Klal Yisrael, which is bad. This could be a separation between tzaddikim and ordinary people, which is a healthy one. Rabbi Nezal himself called this a separation between Avraham and Eliezer. The answer is, it depends on the context. Of course, we, we've mentioned in the past that Koirach, Koirach, who, who almost destroyed the entire Klal Yisrael, Koirach's banner was, Ki kol kulam that all Jews are holy thereby implying that there's no difference between Moshe Rabbeinu and me. Moshe Rabbeinu is great. I'm also great. I, all of us stood at Har Sinai. All of us received the Torah. That's not healthy. But, but when there's period in Klal Yisrael, when Jews don't get along with each other, and when Jews, chas <coughs> uh, look at, 
uh, that my way is the right way, everybody else is wrong, and, and Chasham, that kind of Peter and Clara is obviously an unhealthy thing. We're told that the second base Hamitash was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam, because there was hate among the Jewish people. When we talk about the period between Yosef HaTzadik and his brothers, even though he was much greater than them, even though Yaakov Avinu had given him all of his knowledge, still we're told that that was a, 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 a harmful, a terrible separation which resulted in Golos. That resulted the Jews going down to Mitzrayim. And when Moshe Rabbeinu saw two Jews fighting with each other, he said, Now I know why the Jews are in Golos, because we're fighting with each other. So that this doesn't mean that all Jews are identical. That's not what we're talking about here. But we're talking about all Jews loving each other, respecting each other, being able to get along with each other. That's the Achtos, that's this Mayim, where a separation between Mayim and Mayim is unhealthy. And now Rav Zal answers an interesting, important question. Why is it that the first mitzvah that Hashem gave Klal Yisrael as a nation, when we came out of Mitzrayim, first time as a nation, the first mitzvah is Kiddush HaChodesh. V'alkein Kiddush HaChodesh hu mitzvah rishayna, because that was an incredible example where Hashem was showing Klal Yisrael a revelation of his Hashgochah. Hashem changed the signs of the Zodiac. Paroi, stargazer, said, Paroi warned the Jews, don't go out now. His stargazers saw blood. They saw blood, which was a sign that the Jews would not succeed in leaving Mitzrayim. But Hashem brought about a shidud hamarochos. And Hashem performed incredible miracles. That was an example of drawing Olam Haba into this world. And that's what this mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh is all about. And that's why this is the first mitzvah that was given to us immediately upon going out of Mitzrayim. Nimtza, we see therefore, that Kiddush HaChodesh is a connection to the future world. And this is why the Torah puts these two things together in the statement of the Tana Rabbi Yitzchak that's brought in that first Rashi in Bereshis where it says, The Torah shouldn't have began from Bereshis Borolikim. The most logical place to start the Torah was the mitzvah of which was the first mitzvah that Hashem gave the, 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 to the Jews as an official nation. However, because Hashem wanted to show that He's the boss, I created everything. I created the whole world. It's mine. I'm the landlord. I'm the owner. 
And therefore, that's what allows the Jewish people to go in and conquer Eretz Yisrael. When I say I want the Goyim out of there, that's what gives Klal Yisrael the rights to Eretz Yisrael. Because this is all really one. The concept of conquering Eretz Yisrael and Kiddush HaChodesh what, what Rabbi Yitzchak said that the Torah should have began from Kiddush HaChodesh and the fact that the Torah began from Bereshis Borolikim, it's really one. Because the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh is all about drawing this Hashgacha upon us. Bechinas Chidush that new world of the future. Bechinas Eretz Yisrael, when the entire world will be like Eretz Yisrael. Emuna, miracles. Boze Oilam, to draw it into this world, to draw it into the present. Vezeh Bechinas Hascholom Ibereshis. And that's also why the Torah begins from Bereshis, Bishvil Koyach Masov, to show everyone that the world is the actions of Hashem created the world. <coughs> in order to justify Klal Yisrael <coughs> conquering Eretz Yisrael, <coughs> Eretz Yisrael is the place of the Hashgacha, <coughs> which is this concept of this new world. Baruch Hashem li'olam, Amen v'Amen. With this, Rav Zal completed the halacha, and then he added one more small paragraph the part Bilam, this is when Bilam wanted to curse the Jewish people and Hashem turned his curses into brachas. So he says the Jewish people do not have nichush, they don't have ksomen, they don't have sorcery, they don't practice this kind of stuff. And he says, like like the time when it'll be said about the Jewish people, when the angels will be asking the Jewish people, Ma Paul Kale, what is Hashem doing? Because as a result of us not practicing these kind of things, but rather we show pure, simple faith in Hashem. Through this, we're to that direct supervision of Hashem. Bechinas Chidush Olam, that new world of the future, Shehu Bechinas Ka'es, like Bilam said, like the time when it'll be said to the Jewish people, the angels are going to be asking the Jewish people, Ma Po'al Kel, what is Hashem doing? Meaning, we're going to achieve the highest degree of closeness to Hashem. Baruch Hashem, with this we complete this halacha. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. A reminder again that tomorrow, Tonight and tomorrow is the art site of my Rebbe, Rav Tziari, Ben Siem, Rabbi Sralava. Those who can come are invited to join us at the Suda in Oyer Avram, 7.45 tonight. Those that can come tomorrow morning when we'll be going to, the, to Harazesim will be leaving in the morning approximately... 7.15, because tomorrow is Kriya Satoira. Something like 7.15, 7.20... And those that can't physically be there are invited to keep in mind that our, our mitzvahs and my sentoyim should be le'ilu nishmas, this person who is responsible for our learning for...
everything that we do. Tomorrow morning, the shear will be later because of the trip tarazesim. We're hoping that the shear will be approximately 9.15 tomorrow morning. 